0: This is Norman Kissinger from Redeeming Time Brothers Ministries, and I wanted to uh, introduce to you another, uh, highlight another uh, person out of the book, uh, Victorious Christians You Should Know uh, by Warren Wiersbe. And uh, if you ever get a chance to pick up that book, I recommend it. It's a good book to have in the library, if for no other reason than it's a good overview of a lot of the different um, uh, personalities and people that God has used over the years several hundred years in the last several hundred years in the English speaking world there are many other Christians around the world in the Eastern world and that, uh, that are not highlighted in this book but uh, this is a good book for the Western world and some of the main players in the Christian Church and the person that I want to talk about today is a pastor named Andrew Bonner he was born in uh, 1810 uh, he was Scottish in fact um, if we talk about some of the great Christian pastors uh, of the English-speaking world, we could talk about people from England like, um, like Spurgeon, or we could talk about uh, people like uh, Moody or Tory uh, or Billy Sunday here in the United States. Uh, but the Scottish had many wonderful ministers of the gospel, especially during the 1800s, and there's several more in the book that are highlighted. Uh, but he was born in 1810. Uh, he was uh, very pious and kind of religious from a young age. But he did not have a conversion until he was in his 20s in college. After he had a conversion, uh, he became a divinity student and uh, studied divinity. And his first church was in 1838. He became um, the pastor of the uh, of a church of a, a free church movement. And uh, the Church of Scotland, just like the Church of England, over a couple hundred years had gone through a lot of dissensions and, uh, that had taken place and, and a lot of uh, schisms, uh, some of them probably very proper in the sense that the established church maybe had moved away from the tenets of the faith, uh, and in, in some cases it may have been just personal differences in understanding of the Scripture. But the uh, free church movement in Scotland was one of those movements, sort of like the Puritans and the separatists of, the, of about a generation or two before this that had, uh, that had moved away from the, the Anglican Church and the Catholic Church and tended to, to be more congregational, putting more emphasis on the scripture, and the Bible, and less emphasis on the church. Established church doctrine. Uh, in 1856, he became the pastor of the New Church of a New Church in Glasgow. Uh, the church under his um, pastoral work grew to a thousand people. Now, in our time, there's a lot of churches around America and maybe even over in England that are that are this size. So um, that could be something that's fairly normal. If you go into any larger city, very likely you'll find a church of at least a 1,000 people there. Um, but in his day and time, that would be a very large church. And uh, since most congregations tend to be a lot smaller, um, he had a unique ability. Uh, he was extremely uh, close to the Lord and, and had an extremely close walk with God and and was known for his, uh, his deep devotion to God. Well, one of his natural talents that was wonderful was that he had an ability to place names with, with faces and something that we struggle with. Well, we'll remember somebody's face, but we can't remember their name. Uh, that's because uh, due to the fact that names are actually stored in a different place in the brain, they say. Uh, but he had the ability to remember people's names and their faces. Uh, he saw a little girl on the streets in Glasgow uh, who he had just met sometime before that, a few weeks before that or something, and didn't barely knew her, knew both her name and her face, uh, called her by name, and the girl was so impressed by that that she ran home to her mother just rejoicing that this in Glasgow, this pretty famous pastor, had known her on a, a, a personal basis, knew her by name. It kind of reminded me of the uh, book of Revelation that talks about that... Um, God will give us a new name in heaven that he knows us by and that when somebody remembers our name that's something that um, that we 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 like um, and um, p- getting people's names right is something that um, people people are impressed by uh, he had a strong pastoral ministry as well as a preaching ministry his sermons were very deep very meaty very filling um, but his strong work was in pastoral work. He enjoyed visiting and the sick and, um, and encouraging people in the homes. Uh, he understood that prayer was the bedrock of any ministry. And uh, I think it was John Wesley who said, and I don't think I'll get this quote fairly correct here, said that, uh, do not seek a ministry, but anticipate the fruit of a disciplined life. And John Wesley was talking about that the deeper your spiritual walk is with the Lord, the more effective you'll be in ministry, which is maybe a lot different than what the world would think about ministry, but certainly is true of, of ministry. Uh, he uh, became pretty famous in Scotland, famous actually in America, uh, wrote books, uh, traveled uh, in 1881, and actually worked with Moody. Uh, traveling around uh, a few places around the Chicago area and around America and did some preaching there and uh, had a successful ministry his entire life. Uh, Shortly before he died, he worked with his church to pick a successor uh, to his ministry. Uh, And in 1882, December of 1882, he passed away and went to be with the Lord in his 80s. Now, what I thought was interesting about Andrew Bonner is that he would survive as somebody that we remember. Um, usually people like Moody who preached to thousands of people or, um, or uh, Spurgeon who had a huge church in, in, um, um, in London and preached to thousands of people. Um, his ministry was much smaller and yeah, he wrote some very good devotionals and very good books uh, uh, that added to the Christian literature. But I guess I asked myself as I read his story what's unique about him why was he carried it was special why was he special what was special about him and I want to say several things why did he why is he remembered anybody who studies you know the Christian Church and in, in, um, uh, in church history might hear about Andrew Bonner well first of all I would say that who is remembered in ministry is to some degree a A sovereign choice of the Lord there are many people out there that minister deeply and do have a great ministry and do a great job and yet they may not be remembered after their lifetime um, for different different reasons but a good um, uh, reason for his being remembered was he I believe he, like all of the people in all the books, by the way, this would be common of all of them. You could say this about everybody in this book here, every personality, that they were men and women of prayer. Their relationship to God was more important than their ministry that they did to men. Okay? And that's something that is a huge issue for most of us. Even those of us who are involved in ministry, we're very much, a lot of times, we like the hustle and bustle of ministry. We like to feel like we're doing something for the Lord, but the ministry of prayer to the Father is as important or more important than the ministry of intercession and uh, or of reconciliation with men. And uh, so I think that one of the things that helped make him famous past his time wasn't just that he wrote books or you know that he was well known as a deep spiritual man of God but he was a deep spiritual man of God in prayer Uh, the other thing was his faithful consistency he was known as a great pastor some men are great preachers uh, some men are great preachers and pastors uh, but he was a great pastor he could minister and disciple into the individual churches and people's lives and encourage them with the word of God uh, in in his faithful consistency. A third thing that I think I was impressed about him was even people that were totally opposite of him. Some of the disagreements in church back then about premillennialism or or, um, uh, dispensationalism or some of the other church theologies that were going on. Uh, Andrew Bonner was willing to work with anybody and he was not jealous of other people. He wanted people saved, and that was his ministry. And uh, if somebody was different than him in faith, if they were more Armenian or Calvinist or dispensationalist or not a dispensationalist, that didn't matter to him. He wanted people saved first and foremost. And I think that's something that honors the Lord. I very much believe in my theology and why I I understand it and believe it and have it. But that doesn't mean that ultimately all Christians should um, be first and foremost for the advancement of the kingdom, and he was willing to do that. Another thing that impressed me about him was that he uh, had left on um, uh, work and a guy named William Burns, which I believe is also in the book, came along to um, preach in his church while he was gone on um, some missions work, I believe it was, but he was out of his pulpit. And uh, William Burns came along and under William Burns, a revival broke out in his church and people began to get saved. And most pastors would be kind of frustrated and jealous of that because they'd spent their life working to see somebody, see people in the congregation get saved. But Andrew Bonner was rejoicing and wrote back and congratulated him and was just rejoicing in the Lord uh, that people got saved, even though it wasn't him that was the instrument that brought about revival uh, in his church. And I thought that was a very, um, um, a very uh, good, a good. testimony about Andrew, Pastor Bonner, that he was willing to, um, you know, God's work was more important than his ego, and uh, I think God honored that in his life. He did also write books, and and he wrote literature, and I think that um, anybody We have an easy way now in that if you're on any kind of video, then you may outlast your life in ministry. But at the time, about the only way to do that was either for your sermons to be written down or for you to write books and then you're remembered past your time and or other people to write about you. And so he did write some uh, different works that are known um, in uh, the Christian world, as uh, in the English-speaking Christian world, as, as great works, uh, and that was another thing that made him, where really he lasted uh, past his uh, his time. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, 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 my takeaway from from Pastor Bonner was that uh, if we're doing the faithful things today, then that allows God in our life to be able to use us both in our lifetime and even maybe after our lifetime in ways that we won't even know until we get to heaven and see how all the cords were connected and how that... um, Uh, my witnessing to one person caused them to talk to another person that caused them to witness to another person that you know we don't know Um, our willingness uh, being nice to one person softened their heart towards the gospel when somebody else came along and and witnessed the the truth of the gospel and they got saved and uh, we just don't know until that day how that we were uh, interconnected um, and how our faithfulness today even in little things can make a difference down the road in people's lives. Uh, This is Norman Kissinger for Redeeming Time Brothers Ministries. We'll be bringing another character highlight here coming up in a couple of days. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Be sure and listen to my brother's podcasts and also his daily devotionals. They'll help you grow in the Lord. God bless you and you just have a wonderful Thanksgiving week.